I've noticed like there's such a challenge with generational issues. Like we we even seen it with politics, you know, with even yeah. with racism. There yeah. are things that has affected our generation, but past generations. And I used to say for for decades, years and decades, but really for some centuries too. Yeah. You know, and I think about it, when I think about it, I just get so blown away. And and every time I think about it, I get blown away, to be honest. And it just gives me more of a conviction to say, you know what, we need something for parenting. What's up, my friend? Welcome to Breathing Fire, the official podcast of Beast Life Brand, a new breed of powerful believers repping the Lion of Judah. Christ lived the original Beast Life, and now it's our turn. We must warn you, though, it's not for the weak. It's for the hardcore. Hardcore. Our MO is to equip people of faith and kingdom entrepreneurs to live powerful and represent. God did not create you to live small. He gave you raw talents to develop and use. It's time to find more purpose, live with passion, and lead with impact. Your host is Fired Up Phil. We despise religion and lukewarm living. We're fired up and building our kingdom. Please connect with us across social media at Beast Life Brand. And now, get ready to have some fun and break some chains with this episode of Breathing Fire. What up, word? Okay, cool. It's, it's like, it's like, I was, cause I was going to ask you too, you know, I'm like, man, this, this is great. I'm like, can you, can you be part of my podcast sometime? Yeah. <laughs> I know you got a busy schedule. You're not, you know, it's, it's definitely wise to do stuff at, to bulk it in once one, but if you're ever interested, you know, I guess, you know, I set Absolutely. up another time. Absolutely. No doubt. I love it because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm here to serve and um, yeah. whatever, whatever experiences and stuff that God has gifted me with, you know, it's my responsibility to digest them and, and really figure out what it is that I could take from that and then give, you know, to others because we haven't been gifted all these experiences in our lives to sit there and, and hoard them and hold on to them and keep them inside of us. Right on. Um, we all know there's, there's a bunch of negativity flowing around social media and everything, especially with politics and everything going on now. And like, yeah, so there's, there's a, you know, I'm always about let's spit positivity. Let's spit, you know, any personal development, things that can help people in their lives, things that can cure, you know, people's heartaches and cure problems and be able to, you know, give them hope and love and restoration. Like those are the things that, you know, I'm all about. And that's the, that's the message that we want to bring to people. Right. So um, I love doing, I love chopping up with positive, like-minded people. So that's my, that's my MO. <laughs> right on. And we, we got to work twice as hard with all the negative stuff, you know? I'm telling you, but that's okay. We're, we're, we're all hostile. Good. We've, been give, we've been gifted, as you say, you know? That's right. That's right. We, and it's our job to fight the good fight. You know, it is a fight. Right. So can I ask you a question? Sure. So you're, you are, um, <clears throat> it's called Dad's Parenting Boldly, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm always big, like I'm a, I, like all the stuff that I do with Beast Life brand and everything like that. And like, you know, everything has meaning and stuff like that. So how did you come up with the Dad's Parenting Boldly? And like, what's, what was the story behind that? Talk to me about the name and, and what it means. 
Right on. So for me, it goes so deep, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm a dad of five. I okay. have uh, five kids and uh, my oldest is 17. My middle guy, well, he was my middle guy. I'll get to that. Um, my okay. second guy is 16. My daughter, <laughs> she's <laughs> 12 going on 35. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have two fathers. Why, why I mean, not to cut you off, but it's funny how, how the <laughs> daughters are seem to be wiser beyond their years. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Wise, I ask the questions, got the opinions, yeah. but it's good, you know, it's good to, to identify that in them, you know. Um, and then I have two foster boys, uh, two bonus boys, we call them. Awesome. Um, one is nine, and the other one's six, going on seven. He reminds me, July, July. <laughs> uh, gotcha. So, you know, just, and I, I've also worked in ministry, you know, um, okay. with teens, uh, parents, adults, and I've noticed like there's such a challenge with generational issues like we, we've even seen it with politics you know with even yeah. with racism there yeah. are things that has affected our generation but past generations and i used to say for for decades years and decades but really for some centuries too yeah you know and i think about it when i think about it i just get so blown away and and every time i think about it i get blown away to be honest and it just gives me more of a conviction to say, you know what, we need something for parenting. And, and for me, yeah. my background, I'm a performing artist, okay, acting, singing, dancing, and I used to yeah. travel um, to different places, New England or Bahamas, or, you know, I played in the band, I did um, some movies and, and, nice. and being in the entertainment industry is, is a blessing. And plus I got, I, I semi-retired and I got out of it, just not injured, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but being in that, it was such a struggle for me to be there for my kids on okay. all levels, physically, emotionally, okay. mentally, spiritually. How long ago did you retire? Uh, last September. Oh, last September. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the pandemic was here, so not like we were yeah. performing a lot anyway, but it really. It was a, it was a divine um, intervention. Uh, for you, intervention of retirement. There you go. So go ahead and continue. Right. So, um. So with all those factors, you know, it's just like, look, you know what? I, I wanted to do it and I was praying about it. Should I do it? And I'm like, I just need to do this. It's scary. I don't, well, how will I come up with the content? You know, yeah. how, how will I, I had all these doubts <laughs> and questions, yeah. but I knew I needed to show up and do it. So nice. I decided to form it and do it and just say, you know what? I'm going to go on faith. I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. It's going to come to me. I need to move forward though. And part yeah. of that is because um, I know there are other dads out there with a struggle that are struggling, yeah. um, but can also I, I need to do it for my can family. We, can we sure. um, hold on one second though? So sure. you felt that you felt the seed inside. You knew right. that you felt this calling, like God was tugging on your heart. Holy Spirit was tugging on your heart. It's like, yo, you need to do this, Carl. Right? And there's so many people that feel that, that inside that are doing something that they don't like, that they don't want to be doing that you know for lots of multitudes of reasons and they feel this inside they know that they feel this tug on their heart and so i just want to applaud you number one for taking action on that that's that's fantastic um but like just as a message just to just to just give to the people right now like that that tug on your heart that's that's like the spirit trying to lead you to do certain things and when you know when it feels right when you know you've got something inside that needs to be birthed you can't hold on to it. You got to give birth, <laughs> you know. So, right. um, so, so explain to us now. How did this? So you you felt that you had the uh, the 
the encounter with the pandemic that, you know, kind of was able to give you some more time to think about this. And now you said, I got to do something. I got to take action here. And have to have to. And then, you know, like I mentioned for other, you know, it's, it's a struggle for me and other dads, but also my family's watching my wife, my kids. They're looking at my example. I'm, I'm a firm believer in setting an example because if they don't get it from you, they're going to get it from somewhere. That's no, a fact. Yeah, no doubt. No you doubt. know, so, uh, yeah, I decided to give birth to it, you know, and it wasn't that long. It was it was last um, November, you know, just doing a lot of research and I have a background in marketing, you know, so okay. but I'm a firm believer if I put out a brand, I really want to be solid. Yeah, be solid in it, too, but really yeah. be behind it, because I'm, if I'm not behind it or if I'm burnt out. Like I got to do this stuff with the arts, but if I'm burnt out, I was burnt out, still am burnt out, recovering, yeah, burnt out. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be behind it because I wouldn't 100% believe it. Yeah, yeah. You, know? yeah. you only um, have so much energy and stuff, so you, yeah, you want to be, you want to be revved up. <laughs> right, right. And you know, with music and arts, I'll, I'll put stuff out here and there, but it'll be on my terms. You know, it wouldn't be on a producer yes. or someone else's terms. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with the parenting thing, look, I always got to level up anyway. So Absolutely. I might as well take people on my journey and kind of hold yourself accountable, right? Right. So what about so the boldly? I like the boldly because like we are supposed to be bold and and you know, and boldly to me, boldly represents confidence, right? Mm. And confidence stems from belief. So it's about really it's about parenting with belief, right? Parenting with belief and confidence in yourself so that you can obviously raise children to be self-reliant, to be the, you know, the, the men and women that you want them to be. So I, I love the name. That's why I asked you about it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I like that. Whatever you do, do it boldly. Right. right. Like be bold, you know, because right. people who aren't bold, it, it just means that they're lacking belief. It doesn't mean that they're not gifted in that or whatever, but it means that they're lacking belief in it in the moment, at least in the moment that they're, that they're not being bold. Um, right. so yeah. Right. And, and you know, you're right. Right on, you know, with the bully. And, and on top of that, too, it's, it's right what you said. And on top of that, um, I thought, you know what? With dads, we have a lot of us have a negative reputation. So as dads as a whole, it's important for us to yeah. step forth boldly because our our um, our communication, our parenting has to be loud. Um, the belief and we it's like we got to it's for me, I believe we got to reinstill the importance of dad parenting and if there's anything from the past that might have been injected into our our fatherhood dna for lack of better words it could be the hey be a man man up and all those other terminologies you know hey yeah. it's cool other people talk that but i realized for me that's not going to help my family that's not going right. to help me evolve as a as a dad as a human in at the end of the day, looking and when I look back, I want my kids to say, you know, this is how my dad was. He wasn't perfect, but he was humble. Yeah. I saw him cry. I saw yes. him emotional. I saw him firm. I, I saw him all those qualities. Yeah. I saw yeah. those things. Yeah. And he loved me with everything. Right. You know, and, and on that note too, like, you know, like you don't like I'm I'm big, I'm a big believer that the school system should um, teach a whole bunch of different things that they do. And so when you go to school or when you start growing up, you don't have, nobody teaches you how to be a parent, how to be a dad, right? You learn it basically from the way that your parents parented you. And I, not to say that my parents were bad. 
they weren't. They did give me the one thing that I think is the most important, as the Bible says, love, right? But there were definitely things that when I look back, I say, well, I, I, I definitely want to make um, improvements on this, right? And in, in this area and stuff like that. So when you, when I looked at it, I said, all right, my parents were awesome. They did, um, they blessed me with these, you know, qualities in parenting, but like, okay, I, I can learn from that, but now I want to go and I want to figure out, well, how can I, you know, be a better dad? So you start to go to guys like Carl who can, you know, help you learn how to be a better parent go to you know the word and, and learn from your heavenly father like what what makes you know a great father and ask that question and like you said not just manning up but manning up enough to show emotion because manning up is not about being you know tough as as the definition to the point where you don't show any emotion or you're not willing to cry or you're not willing to admit that you're wrong that's pride so really a lot of times the definition of manning up means be prideful but that's that's horrible that's horrible fathering right like so really you know what you want to do is you want to figure out like how can i be the best dad and what are the qualities of a father who's a great father and I think you hit on the head, a lot of them, being vulnerable enough to, you know, allow your kids to realize that, okay, you have wisdom, but you're not perfect. So when you make a mistake, you got to own up to it, you know, and, and let them see your emotions. Like you said, if, if something's, if you're hurting because of something, especially something that they're doing or whatever, be vulnerable enough to show them that you care about them and, and, you know, shed a tear or, or do what you got to do in the moment of, you know, that emotion to be able to relay that to them. Um, you know, like, absolutely. Like, you know, that's how you level up by, by it kind of goes back to what we were saying in the beginning by, you know, having that ability to swallow your pride, be humble and realize like, what can I do to be a better father? What can I do? Like, that's the best question to like ask, how can I be a better father? Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I think and that, I say you know, too, I, 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 yeah. if I say too, I love what you said too. How can I be a better father? One cool thing too, is even asking your family, how can I be a better father? Yeah. You know, and you know what, on that note too, cause like sometimes we don't have, like we, we have blind spots, they call it in psycho psychology, right? Uh, something I'm trying to remember some kind of window or something like that it was, but anyway, but so those blind spots are, you know, evident to other people right? But they're not evident to us. Right. So when you like what you said, go ask our family members, ask your wife, ask your kids, right. what do what do I do that, um, you know, you might want me to change? Like, how do, do I behave in certain ways that maybe, you know, um, I'm not fully aware of that I could, you know, use help. And then what does that teach your kids when you're doing that? It teaches your kids that to swallow their pride, be humble enough to, and teach them how to make progress and grow and identify their weaknesses and, you know, and, and try to make corrections on them. Yeah, that's fantastic. Right on. And an example speaks the loudest, you know, I'm, words are cool, but words are powerful, important, but how much more yeah. powerful are example, you know? Great, more powerful. Absolutely. And when you, when you live by example, yeah, there, you don't have to say much because it's, it speaks volumes in, in so many different ways. Right. Right um, I wanted to comment. I saw a video that you did and um, on your site and uh, it was the, I believe it was a Pomodoro technique or something like that. Oh, Pomodoro technique. Yep. Yeah. So can you explain? So that I, I, I like that because I think one of the biggest 
struggles that people deal with, <clears throat> excuse me, it's one of the things that once again, I'm always preaching to myself. So it's one of the, the struggles that I've had. And it's just like being able to, especially with all of the distractions, all the things we have going on in the world today, um, just with social media, with the internet, with everything, we're just bombarded with information, right? right. And that focus that I think is one of the struggles that people deal with. So this technique is kind of about what, like focusing for blocks of, of time, if you could explain it. Sure. Yes. It's, it's pretty much, yeah, you focus on a block of time. Traditionally, 25 minutes people do. You set the clock timer for 25 minutes and then you get whatever you need to get done. And you focus on that one thing or two things. And, and then after that, you, you could take a break if you want, 10 seconds, uh, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Hey, okay. you can even take a break and watch a movie if you need a mental break, if you had a long day. But um, I, I even use it with, with my family. Like if I need okay. to get something done or if now it's you, know, you want to be careful because you're with your family, you're dealing with relationships. You're not dealing with a business task or something like that. Yeah. Um, but in that time, your your mind is so it's funny. It, 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 that really rung with me because two of my my boys, my oldest boys are on the autism spectrum. And so okay. one of them, I really had to one way to get one of them really focused. The second guy is account five, four, three, two, one. It might've been a time where he wasn't even listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But when that time came, we timed that it was like, look, boom, <laughs> ready to rock. <laughs> he was ready to right. rock. And I realized I didn't even have to yell doing that. Yeah. I just had to calmly say it. <laughs> and yeah. it works with kids too. Now that's counting backwards. That's another thing. Um, but just that whole concept of time and being aware of the time you have, it just kind of forces you not to waste time. Not you to know? waste time and to be authentically present in it. Like right. uh, just be there in the moment, not in five different places in your mind, right? Which is such a, cause you know, you gotta, but you gotta learn to focus. That's what I loved about it. And it's like, you know, uh, like quality time, true quality time, which is one of the love languages, right? Um, and if you're really having quality time, you, you can't have it if you're not focused, right? Right. If you're, if you're every day, if you're, you know, having conversations with your wife or your kids or whatever, and you got 18 things going on in your mind and you're not even really hearing them, then we all fall victim to this, right? But being aware of it and trying to, you know, minimize it and, and, you know, obviously get that focus in, that's the, that's the important thing. And that's what this helps you do. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm going to eat dinner with my family. Right. And you know what that means? That means put away the darn cell phones. That means do that, you know, let's focus on eating dinner right. and having family conversations, talking about the day, right? right? Doing things that are quality time for the family. And that is a Pomodoro technique, right? 25 minute dinner time, go, right? Uh -huh. Focus on just being there, eating, enjoying the food, talking about the food, talking about our days. So, I, you know, to me, that's awesome because you can use it in so many different things too. Not only family, right. business, everything. Right. Oh, and what you said too, like even when you're doing it, you, like you mentioned, you could even do it with your family time. You could even get them involved with it, you know, and make it a game. Game Now, gamifying, it takes it to a whole new level because everyone okay. loves to have fun. You gamify it, everyone's involved. Now it's Pomodoro on steroids. Right? <laughs> it's true. Right. Absolutely. It's true, yeah. Um, while we start wrapping up here, a couple uh, uh, things that 
I noticed about you, um, you're a student, you like to read and stuff like that, right? Um, and obviously you're familiar with the five love languages. Um, what are some of your favorite parenting books that help people, you know, grow and, and become better um, parents? I would definitely obviously recommend the five love languages. I think that's a, a fantastic book. Um, for those that don't understand what that is, it's basically the concept is that all of us receive love in a different way. Right. And that's why it's called a love language. So if you're speaking, if you're trying to give love to somebody in the way that you want to receive it, maybe, meaning you give gifts. So let's just say gifts is one of the love languages, but the other person doesn't really care about gifts. They're not going to receive the love you're trying to give them properly because they're, that's not the way that they want to receive love. So you have to understand and learn about how that person wants to receive love, right? What is it that fills their love tank? and give it to them. So that's a great book to understand because if your kids have love languages, your wife, your husband have love languages, right? So once you get to know that, it's a great way to, you know, bridge the gap of sending and receiving love back and forth. Um, but so what are some of the other books? Um, or comment on that if you want, whatever. The, uh, yeah, definitely the five love languages for sure. I love that one because there's always something to go back to. And, it, and even as I keep going back to it, I relate it to other things other than parenting as well. Uh, so it's sure. always a good refresher. Um, also, I love Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, yeah, I love that one. That's a that's a classic book that people love. Yeah, that is a classic book. Um, and I love um, there's a, a have to like read that. this one. Huh? Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, with that one, with Seven Habits, what I love what he talks about is uh, seeking first to understand, then be under, then be understood. And okay. There's so there's so many there's, you can go so deep on that because it means so many different not so many different you could just go so deep with it you know what I mean yeah. Um, yeah. and there's one I'm reading the the new raising positive kids in a negative world I always got to read that yeah. off if I say it uh, yeah yeah that's that by Zig Ziglar, Ziglar. yeah yeah, yeah. Zig Ziglar yeah. and um, I've never read that one is that that's pretty good huh like yeah it. you know I I read on I love reading audiobooks too or listening to audiobooks I always say yeah reading, I mean. You know. Um, yeah. But I love the energy behind Zig Ziglar when he talks about the book, you know, when he elaborates yeah. on the book. Because um, yeah. energy, for me, energy is important. I love, I love zeal, uh, that because it amps me up. And if I'm amped up, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah right. That's, why, that's why I like boldly. Right. You gotta be bold. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be bold. You gotta come on. Let's do this. Come on, dads. That's right. That's um, right. And then. Um, uh, Brian Tracy, The Secrets of Raising Super Kids. Um, okay, I didn't even know he made a, a parenting book. Okay. Yeah. And there's another book, too, if you don't mind. I'm just going to look back. Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, this book, um, Pathological Positivity, is by a guy by, by the name of Dr. Paul H. Jenkins. And okay. It's a great it's a great book on just the, pot, the, the mindset of being positive. You know, even being positive has a negative connotation. But the truth is, if you if you ain't positive, you want to be negative. <laughs> you know, oh, no. being um, being fappy, being fappy has an, a negative connotation, and we all know fappy people, fake happy people, right? Right. Those people that you come across, they're not authentically positive. Right. They're like trying way too hard, and you know, yeah. and you, everybody knows them. You're like, whoa, you're just weird, right? Weird. You're, you're, you're like that, you know. Like, 
I like being weird sometimes, though, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know um, what I mean. Right? I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. But that's a great book as well, you know. So those are okay. books that I, I'm, I'm camping on. I'm always looking to learn new ones. So if anyone has any of the other ideas, I thought, I I thought you were going to pull out your book, bro. I thought I was going to pull out a car. You were going to be like, hey, here's my ah. book. That, so I'm going to pull that book out of you. I'm going to pull that book out of you. Give me yeah. a couple months. Give me I, a couple I, months. I know. I'm working on one right now, so uh, we'll, we'll trade off. I'll send you mine. You send me yours when you're uh, when you're done with that. All right. Yes, sir. Um, in closing, here I know we both got some uh, appointments to get to. Um, let's leave. Let's leave these people with uh, you know a nugget on. Um, obviously, your craft and your business here is is helping dads parent boldly, right? Um, so. You asked me the question, you know, before about that, but like based on, you know, your, your business and the time that you've spent working with dads and, and, you know, putting out content and getting that feedback and stuff like that. Why don't I want to let you comment on some, some of the things that's, what are some of the biggest struggles that you've realized that are common that dads have? And, um, you know, what would you leave us with to kind of help with some of those? Right on. Because you know, like we all have common like things that rise up. You're like, yo, a lot of people are dealing with this, right? Right on. Um, no, I appreciate that question because it is a deep question. Uh, one of the biggest challenges I think is just being aware. Um, okay. And I think we are aware in many ways, but we it's, it's one of those things that could be kind of put under the rug, which makes sense okay. because for so long there's so many books written for women, which is good. But not a lot of books sure. written for men, maybe because yeah, of the mindset of the whole man up mindset, you know, you're right. Um, so self-awareness is so important. And then once you realize the self-awareness, be more self-aware because we have a, a heavy task. Self-aware about what? About so, what? Uh, self-aware about the need, the need of being an aware parent, being a, um, being a parent who's aware right. of their parenting and Not their you. need for help with parenting right right you know kind of like the conceptual self-awareness like the big picture realizing that you're right your child needs you to right, right i guess because there, there is an overall big picture need um because if you have the big picture you can handle the the, the nuances but if you gotcha. lose sight of the big picture you're gonna forget about it yeah yeah you're gonna forget yeah. about it um and then another thing is um so self-awareness uh fear Fear is, is okay. common and, and it's, it's for dads want, we could be afraid to admit that we need the help or the, sure. the, the fear is that we had of, hey, I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to yeah, lose yeah. my kid. You know, those things are so real, you know? Yeah. And here's yeah. the thing I'd say, it's okay that you have the fear. In some ways it could be a good thing because that could help you to be aware as well. But sure. to be able to calm that fear to say, you know what? Everything's going to be okay if you're willing to do the work to willing, willing to face it. And, and if you're willing to face it, you are not alone as a dad. There are other dads out there who are willing sure. to put in the work and help yeah. each other out. Very, yeah. very important because- and that vulnerability, right, is, is what opens the gate for the ability to make it better. Right, right. Um, so those two things, definitely that and the fear and the 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 zeal the the passion to move forward to learn about it and to discover and to seek out you know okay. just the the concept of understanding their parent your parenting and where you want to go with your parenting and what does that look like you know right, right. um and that that zeal probably i mean 
you're especially if you if you have not if you just start doing this right like let's say somebody comes and they say hey um carl like i love what you're doing and and they start getting on track trying to make these different changes and stuff that zeal and all the effort and, and energy that is being put into that your kids see that your right. kids know that they right. feel that they right. that's sharing love that's giving them the the signs and everything that hey you know what dad dad loves you dad's trying that's you know not perfect but hey like you know i'm here i'm doing i'm trying to, i'm trying my best and that right there is uh is enough to make your children respond and recognize right. you know and so. two, and i add to that too the cool thing about it the cool thing about it it's a journey and that's a beautiful thing it's a journey and it's and it's and that helps to normalize it because okay. since it's if it's not being talked about it's not normalized if it's not normalized okay. it ain't gonna happen to its fullest capacity because we want to live to our fullest right. potential sure absolutely that's right you know? we say we, we we say we use revelation 1 6 god called us to be kings and queens you know, mm. there's a there's a lot of responsibility in that, but you know, you're called to live up to the, your potential and the talents that you were gifted with. And parenting is a responsibility. If you chose to have kids, I'm sorry, I'm going back to what I said before. You chose to have kids, right? So it's your responsibility to give your all to raise them, right? And right. don't beat yourself up no matter where you are. The bottom line is if you're listening to this right now, step up. You know, right. man up, but man up in, in, in the right way, man up God's way. Don't man up the way of the world, man up in the way that you were created to be a man. Meaning like we talked about before, you have emotions, you have all these things that you need to be able to, you know, translate to your children. So right on. Awesome. And if there's one more thing, if I could share too, um, it's, it's okay to want to have dreams. It's okay to want to have passions for pursuing what you want to pursue, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's a hobby, because that is part of our DNA. Sure. Because sometimes with parents, you know, you know, you could think, well, if I if I do this, I can't have my dream. Yes. No, there's a way you could have both, you know, in, in a good balanced way, not being selfish and not being greedy and things like that. Yes. If you do it in a balanced way, you're gonna impact so many people, most yeah. importantly, your family. And guess what happens as far as um, inspiring the next generation? Your kids are gonna watch what you're doing and they're gonna be inspired intrinsically because of your example. Yes, 100%, no, that, that's awesome. We have different provisions that we need to you know, meet financially, this and that. We have different goals and work and career and business and stuff like that. And um, so, you know, making making sure that you that you make the time and schedule the time and then you know because even on top of that you got to go you got to try a little bit harder sometimes right because let's be realistic especially when your kids get a little bit older like i got i got a 16 year old and about my my 10 year old she's she's chill she'll she don't mind just you know hanging with dad and you know but the 16 year old it takes more effort to get him to want to hang right so it's easy to just be like oh all right, you know, he's busy playing, um, you know, PS, uh, he's busy doing this or whatever, because he's always going to be busy doing that, right? Because he's 16, like, that's the deal. So to put the effort in to get that quality time and try to, you know, hang with them is, you know, probably one of the things that you got to, you got to work on. Because mm. they're, they're not as willing. Right, right. No, I appreciate that. So it's like, you got to, you got to, um, what I'm, what I'm hearing is you gotta you gotta go that extra mile to be whatever you need to be in that and depending on which child it is yeah yeah word absolutely 
Mm. Woo. Yeah. Man, you got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. Um, and now, like, with, with the, like, what do you, what would you say, um, or if, let me back up, like, yeah. what approaches do you try to do to overcome those roadblocks? I think you answered it a little bit. Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. Um, what approaches um, have you, have you tried or do you not, not have, not or, but have you tried and do you try? To overcome so those roadblocks. obstacles. Right. Yeah. You know, I would say, um, first and foremost, awareness, right? You know, taking that time. And I think, you know, I have to comment on my faith because I'm a man of faith. So I think like taking the time and spending, you know, giving the first fruits of your day to God, or at least having that relationship to where you sit back in quiet time. And because some people are so busy, they never, they never get any quiet time to think and ponder and meditate on the things that are going on in their life, right? So I think the the biggest thing is taking that time, like like Jesus took the time, you know, you gotta you gotta learn from the best. And when you take that quality time and you're you're open for correction. So taking the time and then being open for correction are two things. And let God speak to you and think about the and uncover the 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 true things that are that are you know preventing you from having that relationship that you want with your with your son or your daughter if you're open to it and you're and you're able to think about it god will reveal these things to you and then you can start to identify them and then you know if you're humble enough to allow that to happen you can work on them um so i think that it just starts with awareness and being open not being prideful swallowing your pride you know, maybe, maybe you're sitting back and you're going, man, my son or my daughter screwing up royally, you know, and I feel you like that's, but you know what, swallow your pride and, you know, just get alone with God and, and identify the problems and start working on a solution and start taking one step at a time, put one foot in front of the other every single day and start to work on the relationship, you know? Um, none of us are perfect and don't blame, don't beat yourself up. Don't blame yourself, you know, for everything. And, um, just realize that you can do better and that your child needs you and get off your A double S and, <laughs> yeah. you know, step up to the plate. Cause one of the things, Carl, I'll be honest with you. Like I hear like parents be like, you know, some of these parents are like, well, I didn't bring you or I brought you into the or I'll take you out or, you know, like, like, and then they make co other comments that's like, it's like, it's not their responsibility to like put forth the effort to raise their children to be self-reliant and stuff. No, I'm sorry. You got it backwards, bro. It is your responsibility. It is absolutely your responsibility to step up to the plate and to give the kids your all. I'm not saying that you are 100% responsible for the outcomes of their life but you are 100% accountable to the God that made you, that created you, because you just created that child and you're responsible to him to do your best, to raise him or her, you know, to the best of your ability. And that requires you being humble and swallowing your pride at times and trying to, you know, look into the things that you need to make corrections on. Because it gets so easy to just get stuck in the daily routine, the daily grind and, and things stay the same. Right. Mm. But in order for things to change, you got to change. You can't stay the same. You can't do the same thing or you're going to get the same outcome. Isn't that the definition of insanity by Albert Einstein? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. You're like, yo, I don't know. Why is it Groundhog Day? Because you ain't doing anything different. I'm not doing anything different. You know, mm. I'm preaching to myself like it's, it's, it's always. 
always, it always comes down to us. We, we as parents, as fathers, are we control the outcome of when we wake up, the choices, the actions, the decisions that we want to make. And nobody else control that. We control that. We have the free will to do those, to make those choices and do those things. And your kids deserve your best. That that's what I'm saying. And so I need to do a better job of it. You need to do a better job. We all do, right? Like we all we all owe them the effort. So mm. good stuff, man. I mean, and, and even I mean, what you said is a lot to unpack. What you said, I, that's which is awesome. I love that. I, I love learning too. Um, but the main thing I, I heard, you know, was definitely that, like it's like the direct intuition from God. Get that moment. Get that time. That quality, yeah. just like Jesus did with yeah. God and then get that direct intuition. And at that point, it's up to you whether you're going to decide to be humble or not. Humble right. or prideful. Right. Get the clarity first and then you can take action on it. If you're not clear as to where what it is that you need to work on or what, what you can do. Like if you can't identify the problem, how do you ever come up with a solution, right? So first you got to get clear, get that clarity to be humble enough to identify the problem and, and then be accountable that you're at fault for some of it, right? So like, what can I do to change? Like it's obvious how you want your kid to be. <laughs> we know that, but you can't make, what you're doing is not going to make him change. Or, or I should say like, you can't make him change or her change you can only do the things that you have control of, which is your actions to influence them to change into the child that you want them to be, right? You can't force them to change. Just like what your husband and your wife, this is a relationship, right? Like you can't make your wife do something, right? But you could focus on, if you have a problem in your marriage, you could focus on what it is that you could do to change, to spark, hurt it, your influence and to her to want to change, right? So that, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Right on. No, I appreciate that. Um, and also with like, so with what we talked about, what's your number one frustration with trying to achieve these things or trying to overcome the roadblocks, like you mentioned, and, and, and even what you've done and what you try, what you try to do, what's your number one frustration with it? Um, my number one frustration is, I think it's, uh, it's, that balance of bridging the gap of, uh, of with the communication and, uh, you know, getting through to, and not, not what we were talking about before, not being over judgmental, but at the same time remaining a parent, it's, it's that, it's that balance in the communication and trying to, you know, want to keep the, the communication lines open because that's, that's the thing, right? You don't want to, you don't want to be too hard or whatever, because then they shut down. And then they don't want to, you know, they don't want to talk as much or be free as much or whatever. Um, but then on the opposite end of it, with the balances, we don't want to be too too free where you you know your kids are doing drugs downstairs in your house and you're like, you're like a party parent. <laughs> you're like, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it, it's just that it's the communication balance, and it's like I think that's uh, one of the most toughest things that. I think all parents kind of have to deal with, um, you know, on that, on that note, I think that that's my biggest struggle. I would say. Oh, I appreciate that. That communication balance, man. That's true. That oh, true. Yeah. That, um, now as a dad, what's your number one fear, um, that you'd want to avoid at all costs, your number one fear as a parent. 
Um, my number one fear as a parent would be that my kids, my number one fear and what I would, what I would want to make sure that never happens would be my kids to, to know that I love them. So it would be the opposite. It would be to not for them to say, well, dad never had the time or never spent time or never cared or never, you know what I mean? So, um, I would want to make sure that I shower them with love and, and comes back to the effort and everything, you know? Um, and I, and I am uh, a busy person being an entrepreneur with multiple businesses and stuff. And so it, it, it is a struggle sometimes and it, and it can be easy when you're, you know, child is playing PlayStation to just like, all right, you know, leave them up there or whatever. Right. Um, but we have to make a better effort to make sure that we shower our kids with love, you know, quality time. I know that you're familiar with the five love languages and stuff like that. So whatever it is that your child, how they receive that love, you know, you want to try to be aware of that and give that to them so that they know that, you know, that you care and that you love them. Um, so that would be my biggest fear, not, you know, missing the mark on that. Missing the mark. Oof. Yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, what are your top three questions about parenting that you'd like to get answers on? Well, help me with more balance and communication. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, What would be, uh, you know, I, I, uh, my, one of my goals for this year is focused on my 16 year old now um only and and the reason is because like i just i feel like my communication is better with my 10 year old now maybe that'll change in a few years like <laughs> but i feel like right now it's more the the focus is more on making sure that um that that relationship is being nurtured and progressing and so i would say like you know um help me with uh understanding you know teenagers and and you know, how to, you know, just tips and tools when, when they get to that age where they're looking for their independence and they're looking for their self-reliance and they're, you, know, you gotta be aware of that, right? With them, that's part of the communication understanding and everything. Um, but surrounding that, like, you know, tips on, uh, on things that you can do to have, you know, good experiences with your teenagers, you know, take them to, uh, you know, like you got to find things. I'm probably rambling here, but <laughs> oh no, this is good. This is all good. Okay. One, one of the things that I've learned, like, <clears throat> you know, that is helpful is to, you know, find things that you can bond with. Right. Cause anytime, like any friend, you like think about it with common sense, like, yo, I got different friends, some friends I go to like different, you know, types of people that, that are in your friendship circle. Some people you go and they're just hangout friends, right? Like, like, no problem, you want to have a beer or something like that. We're just chill. We're going to hang out. They're like hangout friends. But you're not going to go hang out with them and be looking for, like, entrepreneurial advice or, like, whatever, right? Then you have other friends that you have this in common with, and you're like, yo, we're, we're all entrepreneurs. We're, you know, so when you're with them, you're just, you're, you're firing off. You're, you're brainstorming with one another. You're feeding off one another. You're doing these things, right? Because you got that bond in common. Um, so with your kids, you gotta, you gotta create those commonalities, right? So like for, for me, like football, I love NFL football. Um, thankfully my son, um, maybe by force, I don't know, became a Broncos fan. I live in New York, but I'm a Broncos fan. I don't know if I forced him. Uh-oh. 
but uh but but he 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 received it and accepted it so we have that bond you know like we we always watch the games together uh the draft is actually tonight so we're gonna watch that together um so i think you know identifying some some things that you can use neutral things that you can use to bond is a is a really important um tool and strategy to help you with that you know so right on no right on that's that's good stuff um now, I love these, I love these times because, you you know, people got me thinking, you know, it's just so much. Yeah. We, when we talk about these things, there's just so much info, insight that just, just flows. And, it, yeah. and it's just so refreshing as dads to be able to talk about these things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, absolutely. We can never stop learning. We can never stop going. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you come together and we're, we're here with one purpose to talk about being better parents. Right. And so when we're, when we're communicating back and forth, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to elevate ourselves as parents and try to see like, how can we be better? How can we better serve our children? You know? Right on, right on. Well, Philip, those are my questions. You know, I, I appreciate you answering them. I, it's, it's good stuff, man. This is really helpful for me. Um, and it helps me to be more mindful of what the okay. needs are and to talk about these things and also to elaborate more. I mean, this, this stuff, like it, it just amazed me this stuff we talk about and I'm, I'm rambling right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. books can be it. written about this stuff you yeah. know so yeah. i just wanted i'm just Absolutely. trying to communicate you know i just appreciate your time and and um just the value that you you you've helped me out with right here i really appreciate it it's like the cold yeah. like um 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 already talks about like that co-creation type of thing you know create yeah. together you know yeah, yeah. I appreciate no it. Doubt. to to close in with the balance i think is like that's the key to, to life in so many different, you know, aspects, whether in this case, we're talking about, you know, parenting, but from the parent perspective, like you said, sometimes you see it and it's like one or the other, right? You got the parent that's, you know, constantly, um, you know, just doing everything with their, their kids and maybe they're swallowing their dreams and their goals and their desires. And they're just, you know, not allowing that to come out of them. And on the other side of the spectrum, You've got the parents who are so consumed in their ambitions, goals, this and that. Um, and I'd probably fall more to that side, I'm not gonna lie, um, that they have to, to, to in balance, step back a little bit and, and use that technique and schedule these these focused times and be able to be like, hey, right. you know? Um, so, so it's that balance, it's that balance. Um, but I like that because you were gifted with dreams and you were gifted with talents and you were, you know, God placed those inside of you. So to, to not allow that to manifest as a disservice to yourself, right? So you want to be able to do that because we wouldn't have you here, right? If, if you didn't do that, I wouldn't be here if, if uh, you know, I didn't do that. Right. Um, and we want to raise children though, that also do the same thing. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's awesome. Brother, reproducing raising up strong you know children who want to uh impact the world in a positive way live life to the fullest be servers of love so right hey man i could totally uh chop it up with you for another hour but um <laughs> no, you got somewhere to be um and so i i think that uh we got some good nuggets out of this conversation yes, sir. um if you want to leave anything on the table in closing um feel free um i do want to uh stay connected and stuff like that i feel like we got a good vibe and uh you know i think that there's some uh 
some some good positive things that came out of this conversation that will hopefully help whoever's listening to it. And um, obviously, we'll uh, we're, we're giving them, and they know where they can find us. So, do you have anything that you want to say in closing? Um, yeah, totally. Um, I, I I appreciate you having me on, and and uh, and your boldness with speaking about parenting. Um, um, it's one of those things that's just swept under the rug, like I mentioned. Um, so, you know, yeah. any dads out there, don't wait another two, uh, two months, two years, five years, ten years to be passionate about parenting. Be passionate about pursuing your your purpose and dreams. You know, you can you can have it with balance. It's just finding the right way to do it, and the opportunities yeah. are out there. Um, so don't you know do it if you felt like you tried to do it before and you you failed, you stopped. You know what? Get back up, do it. Join us and do it because there are dads 100%. out there willing to do it. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's it's crazy. I'll close on that note too. Like the when you when you're it, the word sin is such a ugly word, right? But it, it really just means like you're doing something that's displeasing to God. It's displeasing to love. And if you're not parenting boldly and and giving forth the effort that your kids deserve. Well, then you're in sin. So, and the acronym for SIM that we like to use is stop it now. Just stop, right? Recognize and let's let's work on becoming a better father. And Carl's got awesome material and stuff like that that he can help you get plugged into some of the things that are going on within his organization, within Beast Life brand. Um, right you need to surround yourself and create and cultivate an environment that helps you grow and helps you advance and pushes and pulls you to be you know, the man and the woman that God created you to be. And when you surround yourself, like environment is so big on what we teach, but when you surround yourself with the wrong environment, don't be surprised when things aren't going the right way. But when you surround yourself with the right people, like Carl, like myself, like other people that you're, you know, in your life and your environment that are pushing and pulling the best out of you, then magic happens. That's when miracles happen. So I'll leave it at that. I'm gonna we're gonna sign off here because I know we got somewhere to be. But I love chopping it up with you, Carl. Um, you're my you're my brother, yes, sir, brother. I appreciate <laughs> and, I appreciate um, chopping up with you. Thank you, Philip, for having me. Appreciate it. Got it, man. Enjoy the rest of your day, and everybody watching, enjoy yours. Peace out. God bless. We love you all. Peace, y'all. All right. God bless. All right, Lions Tribe. That wraps up another episode of Breathing Fire. We truly hope you enjoyed it. If so, it would mean the world to us if you'd help us kingdom build by leaving us a great review on the platform you're listening on. Subscribe or follow the podcast and share it with friends. Thank you so much. God bless. Remember to visit us online at beastlife.com. Join our free Facebook group, The Lion's Tribe, and connect with us across social at Beast Life Brand. Until next time, keep breaking chains and living powerful. Peace out.